Hi, everybody. Welcome to San Antonio's Voice, the podcast. I'm Randy Beamer with Sal Dilted, our esteemed assignment senator. Sal, interesting conversation today. Yeah, we have uh, Judge Nelson Wolfbrand. He's the first, uh, I guess, interview in this series, uh, a series that uh, I know I'm personally excited to uh, take part in with you. And he talks about everything from oh, property tax relief to whether they try to put it in but jail on whether the state is at odds with the city counties, uh, you know, stay at home order. I want to mention that this we recorded actually same very time that the city and county were getting that letter from the uh, attorney general Ken Paxton that Wolf called the love note, where um, he kind of chastised the city and county. He claimed that they weren't following the strict letter of the order from the governor and the county judge. And the mayor said, no, we are. So it's right at that same time. But he also touched on that in the meeting or in the interview. Right. He had a lot of uh, interesting things to say the least. And uh, for those of you listening, if you would, when this is over, please go ahead and rate the podcast. We'd uh, love to see what you think. Also, since it's San Antonio's Voice, let us know on our Facebook, our website, and also at my Facebook. That's Randy Dot Beamer. And now, here is County Judge, longtime San Antonio politician, Nelson Wolf. Judge, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, first of all, uh, people want to know before we get into the numbers and how everything is in the city and the county, how are you doing these days? I don't want to indelicately say that you are a, a vulnerable population in that population, <laughs> but uh, how are you feeling? Are you, are you concerned? I, I feel great. You know, I'm going to be 80 years old this year. It's kind of hard to think that you're that old. When you get there, though, it kind of strikes you. But I'm in good health. I've always, uh, you know, done enough exercise, run just about every day, and uh, try to eat right. So I'm, um, I'm in good, I'm in good health. Good health. You get an idea from these uh, daily reports that you and the mayor are doing of how the city, how the county is doing. Where do you see us now? Have we peaked? Are we in the downside? And, and we were talking before about transitioning. Are you looking that far ahead? Yes, uh, first of all, we're doing very well here, uh, better than any other metropolitan area in the state. And I think we are because, you know, that first uh, uh, plane load came in here uh, February the 7th, uh, the people from Wudam that have been travelers. So we learned a lot about it while they were there. And of course, there were some mistakes made there when one of the People were out that had it and went to the mall, and so it may have been some repercussions from that. So, so we learned a lot during that period of time, and we acted early, acted early before the state did, and, and really put in place some safeguards. So what we've seen uh, when we first started, uh, you don't want to look at just the total number of cases. You want to know what percent of those cases are COVID. And when we started, we were running around 10 or 12%. The last number I saw, we're running at about 6.6%. So we've cut that in half. The other thing you want to look at is how fast are you doubling your cases? And when we started, we were doubling when within two or three days, just kept doubling up. And one again, once the safeguards were put in place, now uh, I believe we're down to two and a half weeks before we double. That's a significant change. Uh, we had 91 people in the hospitals on April the 16th. Uh, many of them in ICU, as many as 40 or so in uh, ventilators. Uh, today, we're down to about 60 in the hospitals, about 22, 23 on ventilators. So those numbers are showing you we've made good progress. And uh, 
it's important that people look at that, that they go to the uh, site for Metro Health and they'll give you the, uh, how, how those numbers are coming along and what we're doing. Uh, so now today, I think is the first day where they're gonna start testing people that do not have symptoms. And that's gonna drive the number of cases up. You can just bet on that. But again, you wanna look at that percentage of, of, of what's happening. A person that doesn't have symptoms can pass it on. Not, we're not that sure how they do it, but they can do it. And that's why we've always emphasized the face mask staying six foot away because you never know the guy next to you may have it. So yes, we're doing uh, much better. And uh, now we're in this stage of more businesses opening up and we're going to have to be diligent of, of what we're doing when we go to these places or we're going to slip back and we don't want to slip back. As a longtime business owner yourself, as well as a longtime uh, public servant, where, if you had your way, would we be opening in terms of business? Would we be opening as we are now this fast or faster or, or would you put it off a little bit? Well, I, I really didn't have any problem with what the uh, governor did in terms of the new businesses that he opened up, you know, the retail and then, then to the... Um, uh, barbershops. And by the way, I went to the barbershop the first day and uh, she did everything right. She had the little gloves on. She had eight or 10 different gowns. Uh, she had everything cleaned up down there. So she did it right. And I've eaten out at least four or five different places and they're handling it right. So as long as we handle it right, I don't think there's a problem in what the governor did. Now, you got two big, big decisions coming at you that are going to be more difficult. Uh, one, he's going to have to decide about the school year. Uh, Pedro Martinez, the superintendent at um, San Antonio, uh, San Antonio uh, Independent School District, says we ought to open, but, you know, do it in stages and not have everybody there at the same time. And I think he's right about that. So that will be a big decision that will come up. The second decision is going to be a, what about larger gatherings? That's really difficult, really, really difficult. Uh, whether it's a Spurs game with 18,000 people or whether it's people in the theater, like the Tobin Center, around 1,700 or 2,400 in the Majestic. Uh, you know, what do you do about those kind of events? And what do you do about the mega events that are outside? Uh, as you know, Fiesta was put off to November, which I have serious doubts whether that's going to go or not. That's difficult. So that hasn't even been really talked about yet. And those decisions will have to be made uh, within the next few months. And the governor will, you know, provide the uh, guiding light on a lot of that. We've had a lot of questions about what's essential, what's not. And yeah. the uh, so-called lockdown of the stay-at-home orders yeah. and people defying those and people wanting to know what kind of penalties are you handing out, if any, how can you enforce it? Why are you even thinking of enforcing it? That whole spectrum. What do you tell people out there that say, hey, well, I, I'm telling you, nothing works without public support. You know, you can give somebody a warning or you can even give them a citation or fine them. We've never, never tried to put anybody in jail, which we think is not the right thing to do. And they did that in Dallas, a big, big mistake. So you've just got to plead for understanding. The biggest determinant now is going to be the employer. What will the employer follow the guidelines that they're supposed to follow? And if they do, and they're the only enforcement, real enforcement uh, mechanism that I know of, because he can say, do not come in my store unless you're wearing the mask. Are you, are you wearing a 
bandana. <laughs> uh, so he has a right to do that and to stay six foot apart. If they fail this test, and the businesses don't require that, and we see a spread, then we're going to get ourselves in uh, serious trouble. I think most every business is going to be responsible and do that the right way, and I think we can be successful if they'll do it the right way. How about tax relief? Uh, we've had a lot of questions about property tax relief as well as what the, the county well, might be you able know, to do. We were exasperated about this because the new appraisals are going to come out. And we tried our best to stop them. And we pleaded to the governor to not send out new appraisals, keep them like they were the year before. Well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't agree with that. So people are going to get high appraisal bills and they're going to go nuts. And uh, right in this period of time to get high appraisal. So why did the state do that? Well, they're looking after their own good because almost every one of your property tax, not everyone, 52% go to school taxes. If they don't get that tax, then, uh, you know, they're in more serious trouble. So he tries to lay it back on local government today, but it's not local government. It's the state. And uh, they just constantly play this wacko game that they're playing and just to take responsibility for their own business. We talked about this yesterday, and it really comes back to say the beginning of this whole thing. When the governor first said, we're going to let some of the bigger cities decide whether you want to put in place maybe tighter restrictions. That was the very beginning. But then yeah. since then, he said that no local ordinance can supersede That's right. the state. So where are you now in terms of what Well, where it started out on March the 23rd when we did the first stay-at-home order and we listed the uh, essential businesses in our order. And by and large, the larger part of the economy still could operate. We had central businesses of healthcare, governmental functions, education and research, infrastructure development and construction, transportation, IT services, food household, news media, financial services. So all of them were allowed to go on, just that there wasn't a lot of business for them to go on with in a good part. So uh, we now know that those that were essential uh, set some good, strong guidelines how they should operate. And that's what we hope when he opened up retail, opened up restaurants, opened up gymnasiums on the 18th, I think, opened up barbershops, beauty parlors. If they would just follow what they're supposed to do, I think we're going to we're going to be okay. But I think you can see another iteration probably come along on May the 18th or before. That's when his order expires. So when we took the admission early, then about two weeks later, he decided he better get in the game. And he did. And I think by and large, he's done a pretty darn good job. Uh, but uh, at the first part, all the controversial decisions were had to be made by local government. Um, we've also had questions about the jail. I know that's a big concern of yours. Uh, where is the testing there and, and how do you stop uh, the outbreak and is it continuing there? Well, let me first say about this uh, issue of uh, <clears throat> testing people without symptoms. Uh, if you're in a nursing home, you have 100 people there, and I think we got like 100 nursing homes, and somebody gets it there, you test for everybody, which makes good sense because you're permanently there at least, you know, a long, long time. In the jail, it's a different animal, and we're trying to test as much as we can. 2,000 people come into the jail every day, and 2,000 go, not every day, 2,000 every month, and 2,000 go out. It's a rotating 
rotating system. And we have a now population of around 3,100 in the jail, which has come down. And uh, so, you know, it's a different situation there. Now we're trying to test everybody and we're testing those that were closer to some of the other ones that had it. And now I think we've tested 900 cases already. Uh, so we're going to continue working on that, but it's not the same as a, it's a rotating, it's a rotating group. And what we have found there with, with, uh, with, uh, uh, those that have no symptoms, yes, they, 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 they're testing positive. So when the city starts today with doing those out there, you're going to see the positives go up. How about the businesses around San Antonio? You talk about taxes coming into the state, well, taxes coming into the city and the county, obviously going down. What is that going to mean next year in terms of services for the county? Well, it's going to be a really hard job. Um, the city is affected more than we are, the county. Uh, the city relies on a hotel, motel tax, 6%. They rely on uh, 14% off of the uh, tax rate, off the uh, utility rate rates. Uh, they rely on a sales tax, and then they also have the property tax. Sales tax is down. CPS revenue is going to be down because most of these buildings down here are empty. And, and, and uh, hotel motel is way down. I think the numbers they gave was something like impacted 200 million already this year. Now, us over here in the county, 75% of our taxes come from property taxes. This year, we'll make it through because most people paid their taxes already. Next year, we're going to take a hit. And we're anticipating that hit to be about 100 million over the next two years. So we've already started to tighten it up. Um, so we're impacted also, but the city... Uh, uh, is impacted in a much more dramatic way than the county is. You talked about uh, taxes. Now, people wonder also about evictions and the uh, the moratorium on evictions, evictions mm -hmm. right now. How long can that last? Say, I'm a I, landlord. And I need that, that's another very good question. Um, you know, in my order, uh, we've stopped evictions for the last, what, two or three months. But how long can you keep that up? I mean, you got to expect it. Landlord needs to get paid. Uh, we did use some of the COVID money uh, to help uh, subsidize the rents of those that have uh, been affected by COVID. They have to show how they're affected when they're paid. And that money goes directly to the apartments or the uh, uh, renter. So that will help him some, but that's another question we'll be faced with uh, on, on our new orders. You just can't keep this going, you know, because, um, Somebody's got to pay the other guy. And so at some point that's going to play out. I'm just not sure yet when that, that will happen. And we're, look, we're looking forward to the governor's office and we'll have a better idea after he comes out with his. Right now you're working very closely with the city. It's almost, some have said, like the same, uh, the same government. We used to talk about consolidation of city. Yeah. And government. Yeah. Do you see any daylight between you in terms of going forward that the city's going to want this and you because you have more unincorporated areas, rural areas, you're going to say we want to do that in the county and not, not tighten it up as much. Well, I, I guess, you know, there are some bright spots about what happened. It's not all, all bad. Uh, you know, I, I think this is uh, really put it on us that we have to work much closer together than we've ever done before. So uh, at 4.30 every day, we have a phone call, the mayor and I, uh, with the county manager, city manager, uh, all the health health officials that are involved in uh, in metro and in our hospital system, uh, 
And so we're talking now every day, every day together. And I think that's, uh, that's helping a lot and we'll pay some longer term benefits as we go along. Even the council people are working real close with the commissioners on these various different committees. So I think that'll play out and we'll continue to, um, to, to continue to work together like that. What do you see in terms of uh, manufacturing? Toyota is starting to come back this week. We have uh, you know, a lot of construction ongoing because the money's in the pipeline. In mm -hmm. terms of the businesses around San Antonio, how are we doing and where can people get a job? Well, you know, if you're downtown, which is where I am right now, and you were out on Houston Street or Commerce Street, you'd be hard pressed to see one soul on the street. It's just scary uh, because most of the convention people were down here. Really shows you how many tourists we had in the downtown area. And then most of these offices are still vacant down here. So it's very, very scary. Now you get out north of town and other areas, people are moving around. They're starting to spend some of their money. But the economy of the United States is based on two thirds uh, uh, consumer spending. The consumer doesn't spend, doesn't buy the pickup, then Toyota has a problem uh, or doesn't, whatever it might be. So there has to be built some consumer confidence. I see that growing somewhat and in, in certainly in the in, outside of the tight part of downtown. Uh, but I think that's, again, going to be a little slow coming back and people want to feel comfortable where they're going. Uh, so that's going to take a little bit of um, a little bit of time uh, to come back. Uh, Toyota itself, uh, the good news about them is that pickups are continuing to sell. Uh, it's the sedans that are really, really getting hurt. So uh, we're still producing the uh, Tacoma and the, uh, and the uh, uh, Tundra down here. So hopefully that market will be good enough for them to get up and get going and uh, get some of their production coming back. You have, uh, you just mentioned, you know, it's empty downtown. It really highlights how much the service industry, the tourism is, yes. which are generally uh, some of the lower paid yes. workers. What are we going to learn coming out of this and, and going to make changes maybe about diversification and, and trying to get more than, obviously we have more than tourism, but even more. Well, you know, we're going to have to retrain a lot of people. Uh, a lot of those jobs if they come back, it's going to be a very long time before they come back. So we did put out of the, out of the money that we got from the federal government, I think about 50% of our money is trying to go to some job training programs. We're now looking for the Alamo College to present us for uh, the old Hallmark, which is another one, a Project Quest, which is another one. Uh, I just talked to a couple of major universities today and told them if they're going to ask for something, they need to ask for something that's skilled training. Uh, so we, we think that that's going to be necessary to get the workforce where they can do various different jobs around here, other than just be in the tourism industry, which is going to be a struggle. we got a couple other questions here about uh, bars, live music venues. What are those going to come back? And are those, you know, what do you see coming back next first thing? And then is the last thing? How long is it? Well, I think the bars will be next. Um, I know a lot of them kind of jump started a little bit. Just need to be a little bit more patient because the, uh, Governor said he would work to get that straight, and I think he will uh, probably announce in his next one that bars will be able to open and using some of the same safeguards that restaurants are. He'll probably take the restaurants from 25, maybe up to 50% or better. 
so he'll he'll continue to make some uh, 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 changes there uh, for, for for the various businesses. So that will come along, and I think uh, slowly but surely, as uh, customers gain confidence that the employer is handling it right, I think they'll come back and buy that. But again, there was a theory that you would have a short term uh, problem and then bang, your economy would come back. That is wrong. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while to come back. And the ones that are going to be the hardest is going to be those that are tourism. The second one that's going to be the most difficult is those that have large uh, crowds. Uh, take the Spurs, 18,000 people. Um, uh, take baseball, 30, 40,000, maybe 50. Take football up to 100,000. You take those sports and what's going to happen to them? Uh, baseball, which of course is my sport, they expect to have 80 games. They're working toward that, but they're going to play in a stadium without fans there. Now they'll get TV revenue, which is extremely important to them. Maybe some other sports will follow that. Uh, so it's the big crowds that's going to be the last thing that we'll figure out how to do. Now, in addition to that, is the big outside events where you not maybe just have 18,000, but you got 180,000 or 200,000 or 300,000 for some of these parades. That to me is still a ways off. We don't know what's going to happen in November. Uh, Could have a second wave of this thing. Uh, So, you know, you got Fiesta scheduled maybe for November. You think it'll happen? No, I don't, uh, but it could. (laughs) I don't think it will. I think they're going to have to probably postpone that or just skip a year probably. Because uh, you, you remember now uh, what happened in, in, uh, in Louisiana, they had the Mardi Gras. Our fiesta was coming up and the city made the decision to not have it, which was very smart. And you saw the tremendous outbreak of COVID and deaths that occurred in New Orleans. So big gatherings, I think are gonna be a while yet. You know, we had a couple of unusual uh, kind of personal questions. First of all, uh, where do you get your collection of bandanas? For <laughs> kind of quite the fashion. Uh, well, this one here came from uh, Bear Goods, a little tiny business over on Broadway. Works out of a little trailer there uh, next to Carmelitas, close to downtown. And he has a lot of different leather goods. And so uh, this scarf, uh, I bought this scarf, and then he sent me a couple more to use. Jane Macon, gift, right? Jane Macon sent me a couple from the King Ranch. Um, Harriet Mormon, who campaigned in my first campaign back, well, not my first, but when I ran for council in 1987, was that 33 years ago or something like that? Uh, she brought back the Wolfpack scarf. <laughs> my wife's given me a couple. So uh, I've got a nice little collection of... And you're wearing them? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> you know, there were a couple of pictures of you and the mayor a while back at the uh, Freeman Coliseum building where you were a little close. Yeah. But yeah. In a, how do you tell people that that is so important? Because some people say, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. You can't tell me not to open my business. You can't tell me to wear a mask. That's right. Yeah, that's, they're right. It, it, it is hard to enforce unless you're the employer and don't let somebody in without it. Uh, you're wearing the mask, not so much for yourself as to protect the other person, because you don't know whether you got COVID or not. And so the, the idea of the mask is that you're protecting it where you're not letting it out and affecting someone else. Uh, it can help you to wear it, but you, you're really trying to help other people with it. And so, so some people, they don't give a damn about that. 
and that's unfortunate. I'd hate to be the one, I could have it, who knows. I'd hate to be the one that gave it to somebody that had underlying health conditions, or whether it's uh, high blood pressure or whether it's diabetes or whatever it is, and he dies. Well, that's what you can do if you're not careful. And I think that's a tremendous uh, responsibility and one that uh, you should think about before you start running around. We just have a couple more uh, quick questions here. We talk about the mathematical models of the virus possibly going up if people don't social distance. Yeah. Are there any mathematical models or projections or guesses as to what's going to happen to the economy here and some of the people? Is it going to be a second wave of people saying, I run out of money, I need food, I can't handle this? Any kind of well, guess as to what's going to happen next with the economy? All I know is we've got to work. Uh, give the analogy, there's no big rock candy mountain. That was a song that became popular during the depression of the thirties. Everybody was looking for the big rock candy mountain where they hung the Turk who invented work. Nobody found the big rock candy mountain. The government can't be it forever. They're running up highest deficits I've ever, we've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, way, way, way high. They can't continue to do that. So we got to work and we got to work smart. And if we work smart, we'll be okay. If we don't, then we're in trouble again. Your biggest worry right now? My biggest worry is just what you said, that people begin to disregard each other. Uh, you know, it's about us, not me. And if people have that idea, we'll be okay. So my biggest concern is as we open up the economy, people become you know, not careful. By the way, you don't have to wear the bandana already. If you're six foot away, you're okay. But if they, if they don't do that, we could go backwards. And if they'll do it right, we're going to move forward and get this thing going and get it behind us and hopefully the vaccine within the next year or so. Well, thank you very much, Ed. Appreciate your time. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Before you leave, though, I got two other quick questions. Okay. Um, I'm doing a story on the history of... Uh, the flu in 1918. Yes. And just a quick question about that. I don't know if you know this, but in 1918, the city closed. They closed the theaters. They closed in the fall. They closed in October. Schools, they did basically everything that we're doing now. Yes. And then they opened up, and it happened to be on November 11th, which, you know, was wow. Armistice Day. So yeah. they came out. It was a big parade. And then December came, and they had to close everything again because everybody came out from the party and celebrated this big parade. Uh, you know, we always learn from history, but you think here in San Antonio, we could learn a lesson. That was a great lesson because that's why I say I don't think there will be any fiesta because that's the most dangerous point. And uh, that, I mean, that's a great, I didn't realize they had a big parade there in November. But yeah, it came back with a vengeance. It came back worse than it was before. And I believe worldwide, because there wasn't a, people didn't know what to do then and whatnot, but worldwide, I think 20 million people at least died. So right now, COVID could be 20 million had we not done anything and relied on just everybody doing the right thing like it was in 1918. And, and one other question we got that I don't know if we can use on the air is, Way off topic, but I want to know what the judge's favorite drink is. He strikes me as a man who enjoys a smooth scotch or bourbon. Maybe he has a recommendation. Say that again now. What about the bourbon? The guy wants to know what your judge's, what the judge's favorite drink is. Oh, my drink. 
it's, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I, I drank Johnny Walker Black Label <laughs> Scotch. <laughs> it's a uh, blended Scotch. I've been thinking about going to Sickle Mall, but I haven't gone there yet. Have you changed uh, drinks or food because of the pandemic? No, I uh, I don't drink that much, but uh, uh, and I do smoke a cigar once a week. Uh, uh, but no, I really haven't changed my uh, my uh, my diet. Uh, it's been pretty consistent. What do you miss most about you know doing things around town, doing things with Tracy? Uh, what do you miss most? Well, I miss most that my grandkids, because my kids are smart enough to know not to let me come around them because I'm out more. And I do we do Zoom with them, you know, so we do miss that. Um, Tracy and I used to go out and eat, you know, once or twice a week. Of course, we can't hadn't been doing that. We're thinking about doing it together here pretty soon. She knows I go out at lunch. Um, so, and, and, and we did like to travel some, but we know we're probably not gonna be traveling for the next year or so. So there's some things we miss, uh, you know, mostly the grandkids, I would say. You cook more now? Do what? Cook? Tracy yeah. does. Wow, she's cooked more than she'd ever cooked in her whole life, I think. She uh, she cooks me something almost every night. And uh, uh, so it, she's a good cook. She just hadn't been in a long time. So, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it. Maybe she hadn't, but I've enjoyed it. And some people are getting new hobbies or they're, they're doing something that they've always wanted to do or reading more. I know you read a lot. You write a lot too. Yes, Are you doing anything like that? I spend a lot of time writing. You know, it's become a habit. Uh, it, uh, to me, it's relaxing to do. And uh, I've really spent a, a lot more time out in the yard than I've ever done before. Uh, I like to use my hands and plant, you know, flowers and whatnot and dig up stuff put it back. <laughs> so I have done more of that. How about poker, playing cards? Can you do you know, cards? we quit our poker game. <laughs> I hadn't played poker for, I don't know, three or four years, and we got up this little game for a while, and then once the COVID hit, we quit playing, so we hadn't played poker in, what, three or four months. And are the, uh, are the meetings as effective, the county commissioners, when you do it online? You, you know, uh, we've had two city council commissioner meetings online, and I thought they were very good. Now, as a commissioner's going, we're going to meet this Thursday. And by the way, we're going to be talking about the upcoming elections. Uh, we do meet in the in the uh, courtroom, but we are spread out more, and only a limited number of people can can come in. Uh, but I really enjoy the Zoom meetings. Uh, for instance, today I've given two speeches, uh, probably between the two of them, well over two hundred people, and uh, uh, I did that this morning from home. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Mail-in balloting, there's going to be a fight there. What do you That's think? going to be a fight, and we're going to discuss that on Thursday. It's going to be a big decision. And uh, my personal view is that people should have that right. Uh, first of all, our judges are average age 72 years old. Every one of them vulnerable. Second is that if you have a health condition, whether it's uh, hypertension or, or diabetes, uh, or you're old, uh, you know, that's a danger point for you going out like that and getting that up close and personal with the machine and with the voters. So um, I believe very much in the right of people to use about it if they feel like, you know, their health is challenged to the point where they should not be going to the to the polls. So we're going to be discussing that on Thursday. 
Thanks. Are you getting used to the uh, format? You look like the sports guy at the end of that uh, that guest that you had. You mean with the, with the mayor? Yes. You know, I, I thought at first I wasn't sure about that. And we'd get there, and mayor and I'd get there at 5.30, and we'd all be trying to figure out what the hell we're going to say and what we're going to do, and then it'd come on at 6.12. Well, now we walk in about five minutes before the show because yeah. we, we really – talk just about everything and some of it becomes more repetitious now uh, and so we hope to change it a little bit and uh, but yeah I, at first I was kind of leery of it but I kind of enjoyed it now I just wish you we could think there won't it. be as many there won't uh, be as many down the road you think well I don't know you know we're doing it seven nights a week I've been saying hey Mary I'm not going to do this unless I get paid overtime you know no <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I would I don't know what will happen uh May go, may go back to five days. I'm not sure. Uh, Mayor's talking to them and they're trying to decide what they want to do. All right. Well, thank you. I'll let you get back to your day. I really appreciate all your time. Okay. And, thanks, uh, Randy. Good luck with this whole thing. I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's got to be a tough way to have your last yeah. term in office. Yeah. We just got to make it work now. Yeah. You're doing good. Well, thanks very much, Judge. Thanks, Randy.